Are you ready to learn what red flags keep an eye out for when looking for love? Then we got you covered. I'm Brianna. And I'm Alex. And this is the podcast where we unpack reality TV and call out the bullshit. So that you show up confidently while dating and in relationships. Welcome to Dish to the Script. (laughs) I love it. What up? Hey, girl. Look at that. Hey, girl. Hey. (laughs) How are you? We were playing with our thingies. Yeah, we were in a non-sexual way. Well, what I was asking, what I was asking, even though we were both on mute, is like, because you had started doing the wave with your fingers interlocked. Yeah. And I was wondering if that's as hard as hard for you to go the opposite way as it is for me. Oh, um, hold on. Yeah, try it. Oh yeah, that does not it's that hard. does not it's feel hard, natural. Right? No. Yeah. This is like some this this is weird. I can't. I, yeah. Hold, Never thought nope, about that I before can't. in my life. <laughs> Never thought about that before in my oh. life. You know what I love doing out yeah. like on a dance floor is busting out one of these. Just a what? good old classic arm wave. Oh, full arm. Yeah. yeah. 100. Yeah. It's, pr- it's still like, take it's it back to hits. basics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the fax machine, you know, Q-tip. 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 You just gotta, gotta bring it all down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like fashion, like dance dance moves yes. come back in style they do 100 mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. um alex is always doing the oldies um but oldies. how are you i'm great not much is happening well <laughs> not much is happening over here <laughs> i feel like that's such a lie there's a lot it's happening a over lie. here <laughs> don't um you don't have to tell us but also don't <laughs> lie to us it's <laughs> weird <laughs> There's a lot going on over here that um, I am navigating in my personal life like a motherfucking yeah. champ. It's in queue. Yeah. yeah. It's in queue. Yeah. How it's are just you? in queue, babe. Um, but you know what? Big ups to self-care. You know what I'm saying? I've been crushing it on the self-care. Game. Yeah. I feel like that's saying. the one thing I've mastered in this life is uh, self-care mastery, regulation mastery. That's about it. Which, like, <laughs> y- you weren't born with that. No, no, no. <laughs> so no. And it's it's still like uh new level, new devil vibes. I actually had a really great moment of awareness the other night, if you want to talk about that. Ooh, yeah, um, I so obviously like with my last relationship, we really got in the habit of like our time together was watching TV at the end of our day. Mm-hmm. And I noticed the other night, like I'm here in my own apartment, have been since May, majority yeah. of the year. And I was like gravitating towards like entertaining myself with like on my phone doing something. But then I felt so much shame and I would catch myself being like, put your phone down and just watch TV. And I'm like, but wait a second, why am I forcing myself to watch TV? And I started to realize like, oh my God, subconsciously I have taken the pattern that I was so accustomed to with my previous partner into Mm. my own home when energetically it's not necessarily how I like to kick back. And very quickly I realized like, wait, before I lived with my previous partner, I didn't watch as much TV as I did with Mm. them. I read more. I was, I mean, I still watch TV. Don't get me wrong, but like not as much, not like every night this was a thing. And so I, uh, that was a really fun aha moment I had the other night kind of giving myself the awareness of like, I get to choose what I want to do in the evening and it doesn't need to be so re- like regimented into what I have been doing in the past. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. So when yeah. you were like, when you caught yourself and you were like, wait, put your phone down, be present. That was from a more, a more recent, like 
uh, self-prompt to be present while watching TV while with your partner because that's how you were spending time together. Yeah. And I, then I started to realize like, who am I doing this for? Cause it's like, if I don't feel right. like watching this, why am I sitting here? Like forcing myself forcing to get it. off the phone. And there yeah. are times like, don't get me wrong. There's 100% times where I'm like, I want to put my, I leave my phone on the opposite side of the room or I lose it for the day. And that I do that intentionally where I'm like, I'm very Necessary. much on <laughs> but there are also times where it's like, if I want to look at content, on Reddit or Instagram or Facebook or whatever, I'm allowed to do that. Mm, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I was so, because of my, yeah, you nailed it. Like because of the past, I'm so used to like, wait, no, the TV's on. I need to put my phone down and focus that I was like, wait, but why? Like there's not, mm. I'm not impacting anyone else. And if this is what mm -hmm. I am enjoying doing in this moment, why can't I let myself have that? And being mm -hmm. more aware of like what the desires of what I want to do with my time off are instead of being like so uh, routine with what I'm doing with my time off, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. It does. Yeah. The awesome. End. It was great. Self care. It was a beautiful. Warrior. Yeah. I was like, woohoo, what a win. Like I said that out loud. I was like, what a great <laughs> little moment I just had. Yeah. Because it's true. We mm -hmm. get into these patterns and then we're like, why does this feel so icky? Like, oh, because I'm forcing myself to do something that I don't want to mm -hmm. do right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I catch mm -hmm. myself that um, way in, um, in work. Like, uh, like now not having like a supervisor to report to frequently. Yeah. Like when I, when I go, like, I'll go get my nails done at a two o'clock yes. in the middle of the day at a two o'clock, um, at two yeah. o'clock in the afternoon on a Tuesday, because I have like a free block of time and I'll, I'm like sitting in this nail salon and I'm like, I feel like I shouldn't be here. <laughs> like get my nails done on the clock. And then I'm like, wait a minute. Oh, no one's Playing coming hockey. for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it feels like that. Isn't it creepy? I yeah. still relate to that too. Yeah. Yeah. But I also it's like, like in a quirky way, I hope that scandalous. that feeling never, I hope it never goes away. Cause I like want to, yeah. I like that moment to remember, like no one's coming for me. I get to choose how I want to yeah. spend my time. However I want to spend my time. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Love so it. I also wanted to tell you, um, I was yeah. on Dustin's podcast on. Oh my Friday. gosh. Yes. Oh my gosh. Saturday. Amaze. It's a Friday. Yeah. So yeah. I, I want to take a, a quick opportunity to plug it. It's on, uh, this episode hasn't aired yet um, on Dustin's podcast. It's called Sex Party. But if you hear this and you're curious about this, Alex has also been interviewed <laughs> and has been featured on his podcast, again, called Sex Party. And um, okay, you tell me what you were talking about with him and I'll share mine. Yeah. So, um, I've been on it twice. Most recent one was narcissism. We talked a lot about narcissism um, and the different flavors and textures and layers to narcissism that there are. Um, yeah, and we talk a little bit more about my breakup in the beginning too, because like Dustin, the first time I was on his show, I was still with my partner at the time, and then recently he like the beginning of the podcast, he's like, "What's new in your life?" I'm like, "Actually, I." But went through a breakup, a did you know? <laughs> we just kind of got into like that conversation. So that's cool too. Um, but yeah, he's, he's a cool guy. I love what he's doing with his show. And what I l appreciate most about Dustin as a host too, is that he's so transparent with his own fuck ups and like very oh my honest God, about yeah. being a guy and the things that go through his mind. Yeah. So I really value him, um, in this world of podcasting and transparency. <laughs> yeah. We had a, we had a whole conversation about, um, passive aggression and how that's a frequent habit of his because of like his household. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So 
um, I in the episode that will eventually be aired somewhere in January, like we talk a little bit about uh, compatibility, like what we're calling as compatible and incompatible is actually totally different than what we really should fine tune those things are when we're like dating or seeking long-term partners or any kind of term partner. And, uh, we also talked about like the benefits of relationship check-ins and how to make them like sexy and not like, like a chore that you engage in. And then I love, um, yes. mm -hmm. And so, but we got into a conversation about how passive aggression shows up because he wanted to know from me kind of through both of us, if what it was like to watch reality dating television and with like our own professional backgrounds, like, do we, do we watch these shows with the, with that lens in place? And I was like, I can't speak yeah. for Alex, but like, I'm, I'm, I, I do. And I think that she does too. I, it's obviously yeah. such a different experience that just we like have to kicking back. Consuming mm-hmm. it. Yeah. 100. And there's times where like, um, I find myself, uh, like, Obviously, the majority of the reality TV I watch is for our show um, here at Ditch the Script Pod. But when I do randomly decide to, like, dabble in consuming for funsies and things that we aren't covering here, which, by the way, is very rare, if I'm being honest. But when I do, it's a totally different experience. Mm -hmm. I feel like I... it's 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 enjoyable in a different way but way less of a an intellectual intentional like oh wait i'm not catching the things that i would normally catch if i looked at this with this certain lens it's just Mm -hmm. fascinating to me Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so that was fun to get into and be curious with a dude who like does not watch the television that we break down here he was very curious about it and it was fun. No. So if that is something yeah. that you're interested in hearing, um, you can go to his show, Sex Party, uh, which again already has, yeah. I guess, two episodes featuring our very own Alex Scott and then one with me soon. And maybe a second one to come, Brie. Oh, yeah. He, he was like, you can come back. And I was like, I know that's right. I know that's right. 100. Um, okay. Anything else that you want to share before we jump into Mm. the love is blind saga? Just dating out here in these streets. Uh, it's just, (laughs) tell me rarely. It's rarely, uh, stimulating, but it is surely never boring. That's that's my tagline for it. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I, you know what I, you know what I feel good about is my efficiency lately. My efficiency lately has gotten quick, efficient. <laughs> so yeah. say, yeah. Um, I had gone on a date. I had gone on two dates, not this past, not this weekend that we're currently in, but the weekend before with one dude that I had met off of hinge and like, he was cool. But even by the second date, I was like, nor it's not for me, you know? Yeah. So I, I texted him and I just like, I told him what it was. And he did ask me if it was because he was a bad kisser. And the answer is yes. Yeah. For us here, if the answer is yes, but to his face, (laughs) no, not even to his like textual avatar face. Like I, I couldn't couldn't bring myself to say it. And I want to say, I'm not a perfect person, but I do want to make an example out of me and say, 
it is totally okay to tell someone and give them that feedback to be like, yeah, it wasn't my style and it didn't make 100. me feel like you can do that. I I don't want to set any rules to be like, no, never yeah. tell, like not appropriate. Like you could say it. I had the option. I just chose not to. That's all. Yeah. I'm okay with that yeah, too. <laughs> totally. And maybe if you connected with him on a more deeper level, it would be a conversation you were willing to have. You know what I mean? But yeah. it's like, if that's not the only thing missing and there's other things that just were not the vibe, then why bother? You know? Cause that person might yes. be a great kisser for someone else who is more their vibe. So it's like, what yes, else, you know, I will say like, if, if we were in this situation and this person was like, I was into in a different way than how I was feeling in these first couple of dates. If I was really into this person. I was like, Oh my God, but it's just this one thing. It's just this one thing. I would have stuck it out and tried how I think I would have handled it or what I would have liked to say I would have handled it as I would have been like, what, um, like here are some things that I really like. And you gave a really good example of how to make this like even spicier. Will you share it? Cause I think it's really good. Oh yeah. Um, so this, this came back from a client, a male client actually, who was like, I met a girl. She's like, I really enjoy her in so many ways. She's beautiful. We get along, like have a lot of mutual interests, but we had our first kiss the other day and he was like, and it, wasn't good like he was really awkward like how do i handle this because i want to see her again but like if the kissing doesn't get better i don't know what to do and obviously yeah. it's understandable for a lot of people kissing is the gateway to sexual and physical intimacy you know what i mean so it's like yeah. i get the desire to have obviously all of us want a partner that we deem is a good kisser so i just told yeah. him i was like well why don't you make it more playful and just be like hey let like you know the next time you see her be like why don't I kiss you the way that I want to be kissed? Like, let's like play, like kind of role play, you know, and make it light and make it fun and make it sexy. It doesn't need to be this like intense, like, Hey, so that one time we kissed, like, it wasn't really my vibe. Like when you go down that road and the other person's going to feel a lot of shame and embarrassment. So it's not helpful. So if you can make it more like, let me show you my preference. Let me show you how I like to lead in this way. Then it's yeah. like, it feels less about like feedback and more about like sharing sexual love languages, if you will, you know? It's such a good reframe. Yeah. It's tough. Cause I do think that like, there's always going to, even if you handle it exactly how Alex just shared and that feels like you did it with success, there's always going to be room for someone to, on the receiving end of that, to feel like, Ooh, interpret even, yeah. even though they didn't call me a bad kisser i'm clearly not giving them what they like and that makes me feel not great and i think that like listen if that's going to be the thing that intimidates someone from wanting to like continue to see you and explore a relationship because their ego is so wounded by that one comment then they weren't going to be for you, but hopefully y'all can stick it out. And yeah. maybe it beckons them to also share. And this is how I love to get ahead. Like, you know what I mean? Like it should be able to, yeah, exactly. It can be mutual. Yeah. And that's what I was trying. That's like kind of a really good gauge to see sexual communication and how open that person is, because think about it. Like 
let's say someone's a great kisser, but then you have sex with them and it's not great sex. Are you going to like abandon the entire relationship? Or are you going to be like, Hey, let's talk about what we like in set, like during sex. Let's talk about what really turns us on and gets us going. Let's talk about what positions like really get me off. Like, you know, mm-hmm. that those conversations are always going to need to be had. Even if you do have amazing sex at some point, what about like, let's try something new, you know, like, it's the same conversation happening just at a different stage of the intimacy level. So it's like, we need to take like, and I get it. I get the idea of like assuming or hearing that on the receiving end and and immediately jumping to the conclusion of like, I'm not good enough. Simultaneously, I encourage us to like broaden our awareness of instead of this me assigning a story that I'm not good enough because this person that's clearly interested in me, wants to bring this up and wants to communicate through this with me, you know, let me look at this like a teamwork and like we're in this together to create the most amazing physical intimacy ever instead of I'm less than, you know, Mm -hmm. because if a person like what we just said with Brie, if a person likes you enough to have that conversation with you, that's good. Whereas they could just be like, I'm out, you know, which is what I did. (laughs) Yeah. And both, both, and both are, are totally valid. valid, but they happen for two completely different reasons. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, take, like, you know, take the feedback and take the, and take it less like feedback and more like a game, you know, like a version of spin the bottle. It's like, no one, no two people are going to kiss the same. No two people are going to have sex the same. Like, you have to learn how to share that with your person. So be open yeah. to having those conversations. I, yeah. if I'm being honest, that happened. <laughs> the first time I had to navigate that was high school with a, with a boyfriend. And yeah. it at first made me feel really uncomfortable. And then when I got over the emotional side of it and could hear what they were saying, it actually, if I'm being honest, it actually allowed me to grow in my sexuality. Um, but yeah, it was hard oh, to so hear it. First, they gave so. you this feedback. They were like, this is what I Yeah, they compared. Like they did it in a low-key shitty way, if I'm being honest. Gotcha. They compared me to High an school. ex. Oh. Yeah, they compared they yeah. They compared me to an ex and they were just like, This is what I liked about that person like this dynamic versus, you know, with where we're at. And at first I was like Mm-mm. major <laughs> but then after that I was like, um, you know, and we still continued to date for another year and like it was yeah. fine in the end. But yeah. initially, yeah, like that really hurt to hear. So yeah. that's the other thing. It's like there's a way that we can communicate these things. Comparing who you're with currently to your ex partner is not the way to do it. Like I said last week on our episode, it's a form of triangulation, it's not the vibe. And simultaneously for the people receiving it, assuming that it was communicated in a healthy, intentional way, let's get away from this is a reflection of my worth and my enoughness and more of this is an opportunity for me to up level and explore and try new things. And you also get to decide if you don't want to, if you're like, no, this is how I like to do things. And I'm not open to that. Bye, Felicia. Can Yeah. You know what we're not going to do, though, at least in the 2023 and beyond years is accept whatever like mundane and okayness that comes from the making out and the sex if those things are important to us like if like when you gave that example of like okay if you're not loving the sex like you don't want to throw away the whole relationship so you want to spark up some conversation on how to make things better because don't you want it to be better that is the ultimate option 
And what I see a lot of people do is just live in the acceptance of, well, this is just going to be what it is, isn't it? Yeah. So what I was hearing you say was people value the sexual connection so much, but instead of having the conversation, they just tap out, right? Yeah. And just like accept it for the mundaneness that it is without any any desire to have difficult conversations that could lead to a much better and fulfilling sex life. Yeah. I really want to normalize growth and evolution within relationships. I think far mm. too often people are like, I, you're not the person I fell in love with. You're not, you know, and it's like, okay, ideally that statement isn't being made in the sense that like, when you met me, you treated me so well, and now you don't even acknowledge my existence. If that's the case, that's a different conversation because, yeah, that's not healthy. But when we think that our partner is never going to want new things in the bedroom or is never going to want to, like, spice things up or try new things together or learn new things and new skills together, that's not helpful to our own individual growth. And it really screws with our mentality within long-term relationships because we're so hyper-focused on comparing who they were from the very beginning and instead of who we're growing into being together as a couple. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's definitely Mm -hmm. something I think we need to work on in all the ways, not just sexual conversation, although that is a big one. Yeah. Like it can get better. It can be a lot better, but we have to be willing to work for it. Yeah. A hundred. And a lot of people are like, there must be something wrong instead of being like, wait, we're two humans. Let's like come together and work on this. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. All right. Okay. Should we jump in to Love is Blind? Love is, Love is Blind season three. We are covering episode so blind. six today. But yeah. is it? It's so blind. No, it's not blind at all. In, in, yeah. in fact, this is these are the two no. episodes of um, Love is Fucks us Seen. Up. <laughs> love is seeing love is others. very seen <laughs> man Ooh. okay so let's go i'm gonna tell you where i'd like to start i'd love to start by so. saying um how much i love brennan and alexa me too yeah they're the only couple right now that I think has an even glimmer of a shot. Yeah. It's just in the way that they relate to each other. It's like the way that they actually connect with one another as human beings and not as uh, fulfilling certain expectations that they have of like an ideal partner. I think that they're really just connecting instead of being like, and when I was looking for in a partner, which that's all fine and good, but instead they're just yeah. fucking vibing off one another where they are. Yeah. Yeah. And they're having really honest and real conversations. And that is going to, one, that's what sets them apart from every other couple we're seeing. And two, it's going to set them up for success because neither one of them is walking into a situation that they're not debriefed on. Like that they're not like, hey, this is how my family is. This is what the expectation, this is what the vibe is. And um, yeah. Yep. Great job. Great A. Green flags. Brennan Alexa. Wonder. Wunderbar. Yeah. <laughs> mm. um, yeah. I'm with that. Okay. Can we talk about Nancy and Bartiz? I'm sorry. I got to jump in there. I got to jump into at least the first <laughs> conversation they have around this bullshit. Let's go. What do you want to say? What's brimming energetically for you? We, 
So we left off with the conversation that Bartisa and Nancy, like last week's episode and the Love is Blind episodes we had in three and four, we left mm-hmm. off with Bartise seriously putting his foot in his mouth, being all like, uh, yeah, Raven's a smoke show, she's super hot, tight clothes, and Nancy's kind of sitting there like, uh, deer in headlights, like not knowing how to respond. I... I want to give Nancy a hug. I think this girl is like speaking up for herself in the most amazing way possible many times during this episode. One of which okay. where she gently brings this up in not like a you're in trouble way, right? Like she was so kind about it and was just like, hey, so I'm a little surprised. I'm a little confused about how, you know, you were attracted to both of us only because Raven and I are very different women. You know, I tend to be very positive and like, you know, bubbly and Raven's a little bit more like, I can't, I can't like, you know, negative in that way. And Bartise, I thought answered initially very well. Like I was like, that tracks, I can understand that. And he basically says that him and Raven really connected over the fitness side of things, but he knew that Raven's energy was lower than his himself. So he knew with Raven, he would always need to be the one to kind of bring the energy. Whereas with Nancy, Bartise explains like they bounce off each other, they play off each other and kind of like elevate the mood together as a team. And that's why he chose Nancy. So at first I was like, Great conversation, squashed it, understandable. Um, if I was Nancy, I probably would have thrown in, like, totally under- understand you wanting to be honest with me. If I'm being honest, it's hard to hear you call other women a smoke show when you haven't called me that. So just be mindful of the terms you decide to use is, like, what I would lovingly try and say in that moment, you know? Yeah, the amount of times that What's men your idea? in this show... <laughs> are talking are talking about like i i like typically i have a physical connection with someone that looks like her person who you very much know is a real person that i also connected with but with you babe yeah it's different like i'm 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 actually surprised that this didn't really come up but uh, maybe it came up a little bit with zenev which we're definitely going to talk about but it's just sort of like how is it supposed to make them feel Yeah, I don't because like think about this, like if any woman did that to a man like this person's so hot and like, yeah, you're cute, babe, like they 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 would feel the same way. So it's like we need to just be mindful, like of the way that we talk about our partners and like how how we communicate those things. Cause this even, if I'm, I'm going to pull from my own life, my last partner wasn't necessarily my type, but I was wildly attracted to him for mm. a, a bunch of other reasons and other ways. And my attraction for him grew over time. And I very mm. much made it a point to tell him that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. in various ways, intimately with us together. And like, there were even times on the couch just having, cause we also were that couple that like would have gnarly and philosophical conversations. I would also mm-hmm. just tell him those words. I'm wildly attracted to you. Like, mm-hmm. and hearing that feels so good, you know, but I'm not sitting there being like, well, this person has a six pack and you don't. Right. It's the like, comparison. I would never. Yeah. It's like, we, we just need to be mindful. Cause like, like Bree said last week, those are inside thoughts. Those aren't thoughts that need to be pointed out to our partner, you know, just no, be careful. Please. please. If you uh, wouldn't want to hear it, don't say it. If you wouldn't want to hear it. it, don't say it. Yeah. And it's like Bartise got a pass from me kind of last week because he was under the influence. But when he started doing this shit sober in the morning, I was like, you're done, dude. Like, I'm I'm so done with you. 
Um, I know. I, I, I have to talk about the conversation that he had with Raven the next day. So After like, this, which yeah. I wanted to throw my shoe at the fucking TV. This pool uh, party. Okay. This pool, this pool party. <laughs> fucking producers instigating this shit. This fucking pool party sent everyone off track except for like Alexa. Alexa and, and Brennan, Brennan who are just going <laughs> yeah. strong. Going strong. Um, but like the way that Bartiz was trying to connect with Raven is he was basically fishing to let, I saw exactly what he was doing. Yeah. He was trying to be really blatant in letting her know that he is attracted to her. He feels that way about her. And he wanted to see if she felt the same way about him. He wanted to see if I really reveal a little, is she going to tell a little bit to me about how she has felt about me? while we were in the pods now that we're out of the pods and raven gave him nothing and i lived for it i was fucking living for it yeah she was just straight rejecting him at every turn with sincerity and kindness and she was just like yeah we're just like not what what were we going to talk about going to the gym that was never going to work and he's just like you can tell like his his heart and his he was disappointed yeah yeah yeah, it was really ridiculous. Like, <laughs> I I was infuriated with Bartise because it is the sketchiest, most tiptoeing around cheating as you can get. And then to turn around and, like, you know, go to Nancy and be like, everything's great. You know what I mean? It, or, like, this is okay. what I value in you or whatever. So nasty. Go ahead. That's what I'm saying. Like, this shit is so off base to be, like... That kind of conversation is really way off base to have while you are currently you're in engaged. partnership with someone else. Yeah. Yeah. It it was really gross. Um, I really appreciated Raven just being like, look, emotionally we're inc- incompatible. Like, that's it at the end of the day. Um, yeah, I said nice job, girl. But damn, Bartise, that was shady as fuck. Poor Nancy is what Agreed. I put. Like, I'm saying Nancy, run. Um is what I'm saying right now after seeing this not once, not if I'm going to say not once, not twice, but three times now with Raven, because I'm counting the party that they all first had separately from the conversation he had with Nancy mm-hmm. um, later that night. Yeah. So anyway, it yeah. just, it feels really icky. It feels really icky. I'm suspicious. I don't trust him. Not only now with just Raven, but like women in general, women he meets at the gym. It's like, whoa, bro. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, in effort yeah. to follow yeah. the through line of Bartise and Nancy in the, these two episodes, I'm going to give another example as to why I do not trust Bartise. Um, and I, I want to give him a little bit of grace and say, like, there are moments in this early cohabitation with Nancy where you can tell, like, he is more mature than the average 25-year-old male. Or at oh, least, yeah. Totally. Unfa- unfortunately, the bar that we have for them is, like, in hell pretty low. So he's like, <laughs> yeah, very low. So he's like stepping a little bit above that. But, um, I, I, I think, I think the, the thing that I also don't trust about him is so Nancy starts to tell him about her like financial endeavors, mostly her like real estate flipping Fucking girl is slanging. I'm like this. She's a woman. Yeah. She's a badass queen. boss bitch that listen, Nancy, I am so glad that I like trusted my gut um, about how I felt about Nancy at the, the, at the start of the show. Like she, yeah. I have another hot take, but 
she is such a down ass bitch. She's so smart. She really knows what yeah. she's talking about and she knows herself very well. Like there's very few shreds yeah. of insecurity in there. And I can only imagine what she had to do to like get there because we all have to get there. But yeah. I, my hot take is yeah. I think while her and Raven do present very differently on the surface, I actually think that they are more yeah. alike as women in the world than oh, yeah. they suspect. Oh, yeah. I totally get that. Yeah. Because this is like, if, so th- when I, when I first met Nancy, I was anxious about like trusting the Elle Woods energy that she carries with her. Like very bubbly, mm. very glass half full, very happy, happy, happy. And I feel the reason that I don't trust, and I'm, I'm going to be very honest here. Whenever I see that in almost anybody, I'm a little like, yeah, like a What's little that? hesitant <laughs> only because it makes me um, cautious if like where it's coming from, if it's a people pleaser yeah. type energy or if it's like, you know, uh, because what ends up I've seen a lot is they present that way and then there's like a crash and it's like very yeah. like, woe is me, like because the true limiting beliefs that lie under that presentation of the bubbliness. Now, yeah. same now that I've gotten to know Nancy, I'm like, oh, my God, she is a gem of a human being. Um Raven, on the other hand, is way more chilled, way more standoffish in her energy, but still a badass bitch and being able to pay for the lifestyle that she desires, which, by the way, no shame in that. Like, and she very much has a conversation with SK later about that. And I understood where she was coming from, even though I felt maybe Mm -hmm. it could have been delivered a little bit more compassionately. But um, yeah, I I think that, and this is what's fascinating, the more that I do the work on myself, because I say this all the time, the things that I've always caught myself um, judging within others were always things that I judged about myself or felt Mm -hmm. that I wasn't allowed to do. So for example, punctuality. I used to always be so on time, I would be early. And if anyone was like late, it, it made me angry. It would be like, how dare you? Because I would never allow mm-hmm. myself to be late. And so I would be judgmental of people who didn't manage their time well. And over time, mm. I had to really sit with that and be like, what are you, what are you trying? Why do you like, what is this about? And it's because deep down, I felt so anxious about always being on time that if I was late, I would be punished. And so it became this mm. whole like internal world of like giving myself grace and like learning how to give other people grace and all of that fell into place with Raven and Nancy. I just feel that at their core, they're very similar, ambitious women. Mm. However, on the surface, due to whatever their own like past, you know, conditioning was and or how they were raised, their own limiting beliefs, they judge each other uh, based off of how they present themselves in this world. Like Nancy's very bubbly, Raven's very stoic and like um, standoffish in some ways. But I feel that that's because they feel or they've decided like that's how a successful person will show up in this world. You know what Mm. I mean? And so poor like Raven with whatever she is um, like, because I used to be that way. I used to think that successful people couldn't be Elle Woods energy. Yeah, that's a really good point. I'm glad that you mentioned that. I hadn't thought about it that way. I didn't think about the way in which they may have viewed and understood success in in other women in particular. And I think that's a big trend for us okay so i got off i got off track because i was gonna say why uh uh why i don't trust bartice and here's the moment um i don't trust bartice because he was listening to nancy talk about how she acquires the properties that she has 
and her current financial status, not the financial status, but the legal status with them. So Nancy owns two, two properties with her, her ex-partner and some properties she owns by herself, but these two properties he was the realtor for, and they are both in both of their names. And Bartiz was like, hmm, that doesn't make me feel very good. And he has, he's like valid for having questions. He valid, yeah. He's valid for being able to be like, okay, what does that mean? How involved is he? Nancy, it, like the true motherfucking boss that she is, she is explaining it. And she's yeah. like, these are the facts, this is the situation, I totally understand. And then what I think I heard happen is Bartise heard that money calling. And he yeah. was like, oh, actually, I think that I'm very much okay with this. Silly me. Let's grow yeah. our wealth together. I didn't yeah. like it. it I, just, I didn't I like trust it. Him. Me neither. Me neither. It's like you're going to be with her just because she has money and end up cheating on her with the raven types that you meet out in the world because you think that's they're what hot. I'm and that's, it's that's so what I'm not saying. okay. Yeah, yeah, I completely like, agree. I heard the same thing. So many alarm bells going off. And yeah, he's what just... Did you, what did you think about his conversation with Nancy where he was talking about his past relationships and he was saying how like... I, what for one reason the or fizzle another, like they fizzle yeah yeah i'm like that's a reflection of you like yeah. guys love is a choice it's like yes it's gonna fizzle if you think that you're always gonna wake up and be like oh my god i just want to fuck your brains out because i'm so in love with you and everything's great and there's birds chirping and you're bringing me coffee in bed and like it's all fine and did like if you think that it's always going to be that 100 percent of the time of course there's going to be a fizzle love is a choice now that doesn't mean that you can't work on maintaining that kind of excitement and joy and passion in your relationship but it does take intentionality and it does take implementing new skills and communication and so my yeah. question for bartiz if anyone were to say that to me i'd be like what do you think is the culprit of the fizzle i would ask yeah. back i would be like tell me more about that where does the fizzle yeah. come from because it's not that yeah. you just fall out of love yeah yeah so let's talk think, more about I it i think he's i think he's it shows setting he's the ground himself, he's just lacking self-awareness for um what actually happened in his past relationships like yeah it's very clear that he hasn't spent a whole lot of time thinking about like so my relationships continue to like hit this mark i i'm less interested in them i find myself seeing a potential with other people and it fizzles like okay why does that happen what do yeah. you think for you contributes to that pattern? What do yeah. you think that what do you think that your partner was doing that may have contributed to that pattern? But like where is the self-reflection so that you can see that this doesn't happen because all that I'm feeling, all that I got from these last two episodes is like Bartiz is having a lot of doubts because he's rec he's recognizing that like he's into Nancy, he has a good connection with Nancy, he definitely likes Nancy's financial situation yeah. but he's not he's not i can tell he didn't say this <laughs> and he hasn't called yeah. me lately so i haven't heard this <laughs> but i can tell that he's not feeling so confident that that he is all about ten toes down for nancy in a way that he's not going to get himself in trouble which i think he's very much cycling through his mind of his experiences of getting in trouble with like other women yeah yeah, Period. he unfortunately, in this case, love is very much blind for them in the sense that he loves who Nancy is, but doesn't love how she looks. And it's fucking with his brain. Like, it's really. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because if they stayed in that pod, I guarantee for for another couple of days, guaranteed he would have been continuing to be like, Nancy's my girl. I'm so into her. She's so great. Like, we're best friends. We have that vibe. And I don't feel their relationship started going downhill until he saw Raven and was tempted by other hot vixens. Exactly. I like, I think it was his awareness of his attraction to Raven. Uh, yes, was about Raven, but I also think for Bartice, it's about him and his, what he knows about himself yeah. when it comes to his, the way that he feels when he's physically attracted to someone that is like yeah. his type. I don't know. It's given gross. We're moving um, on. I don't want to talk about Bartice anymore. No. Okay, good. I, like, <laughs> Until I, and next honestly, time. And honestly, the last thing that I will say about Bartice is that him meeting Nancy's family was like, like it wasn't actually funny, but it was funny to me because I'm maybe there's some critics who watching this were like the family was too, a little abrasive when it came to like not yeah. really welcoming in, but I'm like, nah, fuck it. They, yeah. they, I think that they're noticing a lot of red flags. I think that they're seeing a lot of Bartice's bullshit. And I think that they're like, mm, this is not a match for the, for the woman that we raised and the quality yeah. of person that we raised. And that we know I think that they're seeing all of this hard work that we have put into establishing like, and taking care of our family, each other, and what Nancy has done for herself. We see this little motherfucker taking that shit down and we are not having yeah. it. That's what I, yeah. that's what I was reading between those lines. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Her mom yeah. freaked. Her mom was intense. I was like, oh my God, I would be scared if I was Bartice with her mom. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, I'd be, I'd be shaking in my little boots. For okay. real. Let's, Next. let's talk on to, let's talk about a, another big heavy hitter. Colleen and Matt. Oh, uh, not, it's not his, his Oh <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. What? My, my head was in uh, Cole and Cole. Zeneb. We okay, let's talk, go there. We got to talk about Cole and Zeneb first before we talk about Colleen and Matt because Colleen totally and Matt, fine. they have like a whole thing because of the Cole thing. Yeah. Okay. Here's, here's, here's what I understand is like the issue with Cole and Zeneb. Cole is unfiltered as continues to be noticed. Like it comes yeah. up a lot. Just Everyone's like Bartice. Like, <laughs> yeah. He has a lot to say. He really says exactly how he feels. And while Cole is... In my professional opinion, a certified idiot. He is a certified idiot. Um, Zeneb is incredibly insecure. Yeah. And she asks him questions that she doesn't want the fucking answers to. And it's pissing me off. I remember learning that lesson. Don't ask questions you don't want the answer to. But yeah, I learned that. When I was like 24, and I'm so mm -hmm. glad I learned it when I was 24. And I recognize it. It's coming up. It's it's the insecurity that's going satisfy me. Put me put me to rest. Yeah, because they think if me? they know. Yeah, they think if, they, if you think that if you know all the details, this this also happens with like um past ex, like past exes as well as like if there was any infidelity and they're trying to choose to repair. There's this belief that if I know every single detail, I'm going to feel better. It is quite literally the opposite because now it gives your brain more material to work with and fueling your insecurities. Yes. And it's like, girl, I feel for her. I feel for, I feel for Zainab. I feel for and, and And it's like, it's also like the questions that she's asking. It's not like, how do you feel about everyone? It's like, it starts with, how would you rate me? Yeah. Um, how, like, reassure you, me and tell me i'm amazing yeah reassure me like all of these things and it's like it, i can hear her self-awareness she's like 
maybe it's my insecurity. I'm like, yes, yes, it is. And, but I like, I feel for her cause I understand where that comes from within her. And I don't, I don't like hold it against her for having these like pretty shitty habits, but she's setting herself up for failure in every single way, because you're either going to be met with, unless she's with someone who's like, Zeneb, you're just the, you're everything to me. Yeah. I, I do believe that sometimes even when our anxiety is so insatiable in that way, when we are trying to date people that are like actually 100% all about us, we can never get enough. No. We still can't like the, 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 we have to give it to ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. No. And that, I think that's the big lesson that everybody needs to learn is like, even if you are satiated and some, you have a partner who's like, you're amazing. You're beautiful. You're the most gorgeous person I've ever been with. I love you for who you are. You're so unique. You're so this, you're so like, there's still, you're going to still want more if you're not giving it yeah. to yourself. Like there's nothing. And then this is usually the wound that comes up is your partner continues to tell you those things, but your own limiting beliefs, you don't receive it. So there's like this impermeable, invisible force field that like, even if you have a partner that truly adores you, you don't believe it because of your own shit. Been there before. Push out. Period. Period. Yeah. That's exactly, that's exactly the thing that is, is problematic. If any person watching this show, listening to our show relates to the patterns that Zainab is displaying, what I want you to really consider is like, let's play this out because whether it it's not the root of you're with a guy or a partner rather, that is just, as we said, all about you and you still, it's still not enough. Let's say it's a dude that's just there <laughs> dating still getting to know each other, casual, whatever. No one is committed to one another, period. Yeah. You are either looking down the barrel of someone who's going to lie to you. Oh my God. And just like, and just tell you what they know you want to hear because they don't want to, they don't want to, they know that they're, they, they know what the right answer to these questions are. Babe, yeah. 10 out of 10. Babe, never yeah. seen another girl in my life. I am blind. Can't tell you. Yeah. Or... Yeah. You are dealing with a Cole who's a certified fucking idiot. And he's just going to tell you what the fuck he thinks because you are asking him. Yeah. I also have been, I've dated people like Cole. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. And I, <laughs> I, I really have, I really, there's a few, and this is where like we need to understand that like, I think I did not like the way that he spoke to Zay. I, and I want to, no. I kind of want to get in, like, it's not even idiotic. It's low key abusive because him yeah. being like, him being like, what do you want me to do? Tell you that I'm blinded. I've never seen another. And by the way, for every man, if he were to say that, that he's lying, like every man Gross. sees a, and like, it got Gross. really nasty and gaslighty and blame shifty. And then when she starts to take over responsibility, she's like, it's my insecurities. It's something I need to work on. And he's like, yeah. And I, and I want to be like both, both. Yes. Insecurities. Zainab needs to work on those. And simultaneously what you're doing and how you're treating her and how you're speaking to her is quite literally igniting those because was yes. she feeling that way about herself before she was dating Cole and engaged to Cole Again, if not, and those are insecurities that you've like confronted on your own, but now you start dating a person who's not only instigate, like he's instigating that insecurity. It's not just coming yes. up. He is instigating yeah. it and then throwing it yeah. in her face. And I just, yeah. it's toxic and it's been normalized because of honesty. Fuck that shit. No.
I'm yeah. sorry. I, I, we're ditching that script. We are Fuck ditching that. that fucking script. I, I totally agree. Like, it, you, it is not okay to just uh, use honesty as a cover for you being an asshole. No. Like, we're done with it. Um, I think what is happening here, because I want to believe that this is neither of their best versions of themselves. And I think it's because that's what they bring out in one another. I think Cole is who he is only because of his confessional during the pods. Like he was always so weird. I think he's an asshole. Yeah. But I also think they is usually this insecure is what I I, feel. Yeah. I think, I think, I think that this stuff lives deep within her. Yeah. I do. Oh, I'm sure it does. Yeah. You know, I just don't Um, think it's always triggered. Like it's being triggered right now. Agreed. I, I agree. I agree. And I think that he is doing very little to be aware of like to nurture it. He's just putting it up in flames. I mean, we can, we can, we can dissect this for a year. Yeah. But the thing is, is that they're just not good together. They're not Mm -hmm. good. Not No, let me rephrase. They are not good for each other. They are yeah. really bad because this is what I'm noticing is like the two of them are bringing out the worst qualities in one another. It's getting, it, they are continuing, like you can even see it in Cole's face. Like, yes, he's an asshole. I can also see that the light is dimming from his eyes. Like he's looking more tired. <laughs> his blue eyes are turning like, brown. <laughs> but there's just like gray. And he's like a young, young dude. He re- like, they're on a paid, all expense free vacation in Malibu. Like homeboy should be a little bit more relaxed than he is. They they are unhappy, and yeah. I think that that contributes to what we see later. I'm not even. I'm, I'm going to get to the pull party, but I'm not there yet. I'm not. I'm not okay. ready. I'm not emotionally ready. But when he calls his family and he tells them, I'm. I, what I imagine happened. This is my hypothesis. I don't think that they're actually surprised that Cole would meet someone and get and want to get engaged in a short amount of time. He did that already. He got engaged after two months of dating someone. So when he said that they weren't supportive, I was like, hmm, I'm, I don't, I don't know if I buy it. And it's not that I, I don't buy it from the family. I think that they probably heard in his voice how unhappy he sounds. And they were like, this is obviously a mistake. They obviously don't know the whole story and they don't realize yeah. how much he contributes to his yeah. own unhappiness. Yeah. But like, I think that they're hearing that they're like, you're going to marry someone when you're like, are, are like struggling to yeah. make it work. Like, no. Yeah. I think that's a part of it. I also think it's a little bit boy who cried love in the sense, like not boy who cried wolf, but like, True. Oh my God, I'm in love again. Family. Look, she's my wife. Family. Like <laughs> there's, there's an, oh God, if I'm being honest, that was high school, Alex. It was like every boyfriend was the one like, Oh my God, this is going to be the one we're going to get married and have babies. And it's like, I remember my family being like, ha ha, like a cute little kid thinking, <laughs> like experiencing all these feelings for the first time. And I get it now, like looking back on it in hindsight. And I feel that yeah. Cole is still there. I think he's like, yeah. I think a lot of people are still there, no, regardless of age, because I think age. we have romanticized this concept of love and relationship to be a certain thing that we all are so excited to get there that we 
assume we jump the gun when it's like y'all don't even know each other's middle names you don't Mm. even know what you're allergic like what the other person's allergic to or like you know like and you're you're like head over heels like it just doesn't Mm. add up you know what i mean Mm -mm. so i feel that it's partially yes his family like thinking like oh here he goes again cole will believe it when we see it like kind of like dismissing him in that way and yeah mixed with what you said as well so i don't know yeah. we don't know his family personally this is just our hypotheses with what we've seen with cole and heard from cole yeah 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 there has to there, there's more behind it i wonder if we'll meet them but i'm not sure um and i think I, we I will even think that his i even think that his meeting with uh zainab's like adoptive mom is was also telling and and i think that like cole and zainab's mom really connected over their faith Agreed. Um, oh my and god I think that, that triggered me that was sorry we'll talk about that later oh i don't oh i don't i don't blame you i haven't been triggered like that in a long time so we'll talk really? about it when we get there yeah <laughs> ah, fuck yes it's so bad it's happening right now <laughs> okay regulate how do we regulate i am i'm just gonna breathe we're good i'm laughing i'm okay. not like so dysregulated that i can't be here but yeah it was triggering we'll we'll talk about it let's go we'll continue so, pool party first we got to go yeah, to the pool, pool party. party. Okay. So pool party happens and Cole is, first of all, he's like trying to get Zenob in the pool and Zenob's like, listen, I'm not your pool girly. It's not for me. Um, and then eventually like we see Cole and Colleen talking and that's when Cole uh, is checking in with Colleen about her and Matt's relationship. Colleen's like, yeah, I'm happy. Like, yeah, we haven't really dealt with much, but like, I'm happy. And then Cole's yeah. like, hmm, blah, blah, blah. and then, of course, Colleen asked him. And Cole like, isn't even like that. He's pushing her. He's like, really? There's nothing wrong. There's nothing. Yes. He like, and I was like, ew, gross. Stop pushing her to like talk shit well, about her fiance. He wants to. He I wants know. To know Weasel in. He, we yeah, know. He's, he, we know. He's a bit of a. He's a shit stirrer. And then he starts to tell her like, uh, like there, there's an asking of like, who are you attracted to? He says, he says her. Uh, she sort of reciprocates. Yes, I'd go up to you at a bar. Um, they sort of have a giggle. And it just got weird. It was flirty. It crossed a line. It did it cross crossed a line. line. Yeah. yeah. I, I, like, I think that, that if, if, if I was in partnership with either of those people, and that's how they were talking to someone else that they were attracted to, I'd be like, oh, so I'm an idiot is what I look like. Gotcha. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was bad. It was real bad. Um, and Cole instigated the whole thing because I really feel that Colleen was like trying, she was trying to pull a raven. She was trying real hard to pull a raven, but yeah, except she doesn't feel the same way that raven does, really. I, yeah, agreed. Maybe it's, I don't even know if it's that or if it's more that she felt so awkward that she kind of fawned and was like, let me just give this to him so he shuts up. I think a lot of women do that too. It's like, we Agreed. don't know, we don't know what to say. So we feel that if we comply with whatever we know your intent is, you're just going to leave us alone finally. Um, and Agreed. it came back to literally bite her in the ass, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Yes. Uh, yes. And I yeah. agree with you, by the way, because I think that that's, I think that that's like the crux of the the issue that comes up later for them is that there yeah. was like, a, a, like a, a, a no response. There was no effort to like, uh, set a boundary with Cole. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah. So, okay. so that's that. So then we take, so Cole and Zay now go, well, they have the whole conversation around the rate me thing, which we kind of already touched on. And then they yeah. go to meet her fam. Yeah. <sighs> so I thought, I think that, I think that this is a place where like Cole and Zenob were like, they're at this rate, they're just making last ditch efforts to yeah. find connection with one another because yeah. it's just so obvious that it's like, it's not a thing. It's just not a thing. No, it's not. And the I think religion that that's where thing, the faith came up as well. I was going to say, I think that's the one like grounding foundation that they really have. And the, the other thing with coming from like being raised in the church with this kind of mindset, there is a level of that's all you need. As long as you both lean on the Lord, you're going to be okay. Even saying that like causes mm. immediate, like ugh, in my body. Acid reflux. Um, yeah, basically it's that feeling. Um, but you, you're told that. And if I'm being honest, I entered my marriage with that thought. Like, this is a good mm. enough thing, but we both love Jesus, so everything's going to be okay, you know? And that right, was right. bullshit. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, and so for me watching that happen and also the, like, abrupt jumping into prayer thing, like, not, like, asking, like, let's, can, are you comfortable praying together? Like, it was just, like, I'm going to start praying over you now. Um, that used to happen to me with one of my parents, even at Disneyland. Like, I I would leave a ride and all of a sudden she'd decide to, like, lay hands on me in the middle of a park. And I'm like, oh, my God, here now? Like, really? Like, humiliating? Yeah. This is awkward. Start praying in tongues in the middle. And I'm like, oh, my God. Mm. Like, it was awkward. But anyway, so for me, just, like, sharing and being vulnerable with you all, like, that yeah. was hard for me. And I did. I sat there and, like, regulated through it. But I felt my body very much responding in a negative way. Like, don't yeah. put that on me. Don't put that expectation on this person, like without asking for consent. Like, I just yeah. think that I, I personally feel that prayer and meditation and any kind of spiritual act is so intimate that to um, subject anybody to that without a, a agreement is it can be really vulnerable. And yeah. Cole and I, and I mean, I helped too, too. Like you snap into, it's almost like militant. Like when that happens, you take yeah. the head is it's down, automatic. hands are, yeah, it's automatic, but that doesn't mean that it didn't cause me discomfort. Right. So it's like right. I responded to appease, but it's another version of a fawn response that I'm very familiar with. So right. I, that makes a lot of that. sense. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. you sharing that because I think that that gives a little bit more of an insight. And we can't assume that that's exactly how either of those, that's how cold might no. have been feeling. Yeah. But no. I think like, I think that it's it's a really uh, unique perspective to, sh to share about like why this felt like such an anchor for Cole because yeah. for him, it's like, it's the last thing. And, and yeah. he's right now, he's in a desperate place to feel grounded in his decision to choose Zeneb um, yeah. or choose to be like on this particular path. And he, as you mentioned, that militant like snap into formation when it comes to prayer, yeah. especially sharing in space with someone who uh, you see eye He's to eye older. with in your faith. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ooh, interesting. There's that as well. Uh -huh. But it, he was, he was so desperate for that, that it, I, I also wonder if that, that encouraged his, or supported his like, his lock into that moment because yeah also based on his morals like he needs it 
and yeah. he especially needs it right now when everything else and feels very un- that's the other thing I want to say is there are so if I had a dollar for every time I dated a Christian man who pushed me to pursue like be sexual with them before I was ready who were like cheated on me and all of that it's just I just want to do a little shout out that just because someone labels themselves as some kind of religion, whether it's, you know, Christianity, Judaism is like whatever it is, it doesn't automatically mean that they're good, honest, transparent, loyal people, you know? Yes. And I think that a lot of people hide behind that. Look at, look at what we're seeing here. Like Zeneb and Cole both individually have so many, um, uh, natural organic responses coming from their bodies that are saying that this does not feel good. This relationship doesn't feel good. Being around you doesn't Mm -hmm. make me feel good. Hearing the things that you say to me doesn't make me feel good. Mm -mm. And yet they are willing to ignore all of it to, because they are putting their faith in their, they're in their faith. And like, it's, so it's being used in a way that it is not intended. Instead it's, 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 moving people it's maybe moving these two people further away from trusting their gut instincts which is saying this isn't the right match for me this isn't a good relationship for me and that that causes a pretty pretty impactful uh effect on your relationship with your intuition your relationship with your gut and you have a very hard time trusting it afterwards yeah very very gross now let's talk about the other most triggering part of these two episodes, which was the Matt and Colleen argument. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh uh, my God. There's so much that I didn't like about this. Now I understood why Matt was upset about Colleen's discussion with Cole, though the way that he handled it and also the responsibility that he actually had for what how horrible that all went, despite his his perception uh i i wish that he had some self-awareness that like he he was triggered matt was triggered matt was cheated on in his last relationship in a relationship that he'd been in for 10 years he's in conversation with colleen colleen's trying to be honest with him about what cole was talking to her about and like how do you be honest about that conversation with cole and and be honest about how you responded without leaving out any of the de- these details are going to make you look bad, even though you didn't fucking do anything. Mm-hmm. You didn't, she didn't do anything, mm-hmm. you know? And he, he's like icing her out the way that he was like eating while, he, while they were like having that conversation was equal parts condescending and very, very, uh, uh, unnerving. Um, like, How are you eating right now? Yeah, I, um, how do I want to say this? How do I want to say this? Um, this was also very familiar to me from passive, uh, like narcissistic relationships. I had been in both, both my narc parent and my narc ex treated me this way in Mm. when they would get mad. Um, and so it was less triggering for me to sit with because I feel I've processed way more of that than the religious aspect, which is good awareness for me. 
So it was easier for me to watch, but I, I wanted to jump through that TV and like stand up for Colleen because it was just so inappropriate with how he was going yeah. about everything. And this is the thing that's frustrating is like, I can also understand why Matt's upset. I've been cheated on. I know when you, when you watch your partner kind of connect with someone from a distance and you see like that zap of energy, how it can yeah. bring up a lot of like, oh shit, am I losing them? Do they like them better than me? Um, but the yeah. way that he went about this entire thing was so contemptuous and like you said condescending and um accusatory and violent violently angry uh and i don't even mean physically just verbally violent and really not safe and a precedent that shouldn't be set so i agree it it really got uncomfortable for me when he follows, she she does the, a beautiful thing. They're eating dinner at a table together. He starts, you know, a, attacking her for the conversation he saw with... Um, Cole. Uh, Cole, thank you very much. And what ends up happening is he just loses on her, it loses, loses it on her. And he keeps saying, it takes three words to shut it down. That's my man. Like, you should have done this. You should have done that. But you didn't. You had this conversation. And so she finally is like, I, give me a second. Beautiful job. She's yeah. like, let me take a second. She was really calm about it. She wasn't like, fuck you. I need time away for it. She just excused herself to the bathroom. And this, for yeah. me, is very similar to what we were unpacking with Batch, uh, Bachelor in Paradise when Romeo followed Ke uh, Jill. It's the same thing. Mm -hmm. He sits there for a second and then decides that he's not done coming at her so Berating he follows her. her yeah he follows her into the bathroom and then continues to shame her for what she's done even though she's mm -hmm. like trying to explain trying to apologize and it is the most like you at that point matt is deteriorating the relationship because he is making her feel so emotionally unsafe and physically unsafe by violating the privacy mm. that she just requested um it made me really, really uncomfortable. You know, he started saying things like, do you hear yourself? That's gaslighting. You're engaged to me and you didn't know how to respond to someone telling you that they think you're attractive. That's contempt. Like, how dare you, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. um, you know, and then he starts, he leaves the building um, and he starts kind of going at it with, I don't, I didn't know if it was the cameraman he was talking to or the PA, but he starts to say like, if it was your wife, wouldn't you be upset? If the roles were reversed, I would be the player here. I was scared of him. Yeah, it got really moment. bad. It got really bad. Um, yeah, I at this point, I would tell Colleen to run because that's enough. Like, I don't need to see anymore. That's enough. Because mm -hmm. if that's how he's going to treat her now, this early in the relationship, what's it going to be like six months to a year from now? Yeah. When he gets yeah, more comfortable like, and the cameras aren't around. He was triggered and he really needs to take care of that part of himself that went through that like yeah i i feel for him as an individual who is left to be affected clearly in the way that he has been from his last relationship and it does not excuse absolutely losing your goddamn mind over no. a conversation that she had on the edge of a pool in a television show that they were intending something like this to happen. Yeah. You know, like, dude, absolutely, like, get it together. I, I, and I worry, I worry that he hasn't done enough to acknowledge that he needs to heal from this. 
And so he has no idea how to take care of those moments when he feels it. He has no idea how to no. take care of himself. No. Um, and he's going to expect Colleen to be an absolutely perfect partner. And yeah. if she's not a perfect partner, he's going to feel justified in losing his fucking cool while never taking any responsibility for taking care of the fact that he has an, a response to being triggered by the hint of jealousy or of, of infidelity. And I worry that Colleen is so young and still learning more and more and more about herself as an individual, as a partner every day, that she does not yet have the tools to like tell, to like redirect him on this stuff. It's, it's mm -hmm. just sort of like, I just, I, I didn't, I didn't get the sense that like, they were ever really able, able to like talk about it and she could really advocate for herself. No. And that's what I worry about. No, but he, he wouldn't have responded to it. And that's my issue with, with Matt is that he shouldn't even be in a relationship right now. He needs to go to therapy or work with a qualified coach because it's like he, what he did to her, it was like, yes, he was triggered. He also slipped into abusive tactics and it's just yeah. like, there's like you said there's no amount of being triggered that ever justifies hurting someone else and coming after someone else and so it's one of those things where colleen tried to do the right thing where she separated herself to allow her time and space to calm down and allow, allow him time and space to calm down but because matt is so lost in his anger sauce he didn't take that time to regulate and actually be like, what do I need to vocalize here? Because telling someone how they should have behaved is never going to be well received. When if he were to be like over dinner, imagine this, we're at dinner, I'm Matt, you're Colleen, right? And we're sitting there. And how would the conversation have gone if he was like, Hey baby, you know, when we were at the pool party earlier today, I noticed you talking to Cole and it seemed from my perspective that there was a little bit of a connection. And if I'm being really honest, it made me a little insecure after what I've been through. And I really love you. And I really care about this relationship and how we've been building and what we put in. And I see myself marrying you at the end of these, however many weeks. Um, I just want to check in with you. Like, are, how are you feeling about that? How did the conversation go down from your point of view? Like, do you have a connection with him or are you feeling confident in us? Like that's, I just want to understand because this is how, you know, yeah. made me question. It would and have been a completely what? different conversation. Totally different conversation. Colleen may have felt like she could have actually spoke on her behalf, yeah. you know, and been heard. And I, and I think, cause here's the thing. That's a beautiful alternative. And it's not going to be possible without, um, without Matt taking into any consideration what he needs to do to regulate before he even has that language, those words, and yep. the ability to access that tone to have that yep. kind of conversation. If it yeah. were me, what works for me, there's lots of different ways to regulate yourself. There's lots of different ways to find, find what's bothering you and what's upsetting you and how you want to deal with it moving forward. For me, I need time alone. I, need yeah. a, I don't need a whole lot of time alone. I need a little bit of time alone, preferably in front of a bathroom mirror so that I can one breathe, breathe until I, I have like a good enough grip on like feeling my feet to the floor yes. and my ass to the seat. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then I need to look at myself in the mirror and I need to be like, what am I upset about? What's bothering yeah. me? What about is this, this really about? And then yeah. once it's I can identify what I'm actually upset about, exactly. Once I can identify what I, what I'm upset about, I can, I can get to a place where I access how might I, how might it be an appropriate way to talk about this with my person who has not yet done anything wrong to my knowledge. 
Yeah. How can I talk about this with my person? How can I help this get clarified? How can I talk? Like, what questions do I need to ask? How do I lead with what, how this made me feel? I, it's mm-hmm. one important that they got to know how I feel. Then two, I got to, I got to make sure I ask what, what was going on because I do want to know, and I do have questions and I am scared. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. Then have fucking have dinner and eat like a regular person. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I also want to bring awareness to like, it's okay to be panicking that like, if I was mad, because first of all, I have been mad. I have been cheated on and I have then entered relationships where I was so suspicious of being cheated on again, that I was on high alert with every glance the person took to their phone with every conversation they had with someone of the opposite sex. I was paranoid. I was, I was reading into it from the lens, from my trauma lens, like, oh shit, this means this. And so when those feelings arose or arise in me, I need to punch a pillow. Like I need to be able to deal with that panic energy first before I can even tap into my logical mind. And so if that's something that you relate with and you sense that anxiety, that like, oh, holy fuck, anger, whatever, frustration, insecurity coming up. And it's like more of an aggressive because like with Matt, it was more of an aggressive energy. He needed to give himself the time to be in a safe space outside of Colleen's visual, you know, ability to like punch pillows, scream in a pillow and like let that out so that he could calm down and then get to a place of like, okay, now that I've expressed my frustration and anger and fear around this, okay, like I can think, I can actually use my brain and be like, all right, this is what's going on. Um, so yeah. I think that because it's not it's not the feeling of anger that's a problem. I think a lot of times people watch something like Matt and they're like, wow, he's angry. That's bad. And it's like, it's not bad that he's angry. It's what he allowed his anger to do to his behaviors and words that are the issue. And yeah. so we just need to like take time to be with the anger and allow it to be. It's anger is a mute, a neutral emotion until we start hurting other people with it. You know, mm-hmm. same with sadness, mm-hmm. sadness, a lot of people use sadness to manipulate that's not okay we need to be with our sadness so emotions are neutral until we allow them to dictate our behaviors and words then they get icky so yeah matt and colleen like i i honestly just feel colleen should tap out and be done after that be, not because matt's an awful human being but because he has a lot of healing and growth that needs to be done before he'll ever establish a healthy relationship yeah, it's just like if this was a person that she was dating in a more regular, slower paced timeline, maybe there's room for like her to have, just have time before having to make the decision about getting married. I think that's what's yeah. tripping me. Like, I agree with you. Like, I think that this for me would have been like, ooh, I'm outie. I have said, didn't you just hear me at the beginning of this episode? I said no to a bad kiss. I will say <laughs> no to a lot. I will say yeah. no to a lot. Um, yeah. but I, I think like this is, there is not enough time. They need Dr. Pepper really yeah. in here or you and we I need some Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or us. Um, yeah. And I feel, I just feel, yeah, I just, I don't know. I feel like this engagement situation, because you're right. A lot of people are like, well, now we're engaged. It's like in this, let's also be real in this situation, that engagement means nothing compared to someone who's been together for two years and then they got engaged. Yeah. Like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Fuck it. It's a show yeah. people. Yeah. It's a show. Yeah. Do what's best yeah, for you. you. Fuck the show. Um, yeah, so the next the morning, I really didn't like it because Colleen was like, 
um, we talked through it and everything's fine. And Matt's like, we made it a bigger deal than it needs to be. That was a red flag for me because no, we didn't make it a bigger deal. You made it a bigger deal, Matt. I just didn't feel Mm -hmm. he took any responsibility. Um, and then he called it a communication issue. Yeah. Your communication issue, dude. Like, I just didn't feel that he had any remorse or shame around how he treated his fiance. And I was really mm. looking for an apology, not only in the confessional, but to her. Like, I'm, I, you know, guys, I'm so embarrassed about how I treated her last night. Like, none of that happened. So I'm sus. I'm watching you. I'm watching you, Matt. It was bad. Yeah, so I agree. Bad. All of those, all of those things are red flags to me as well. Yeah. Okay. Who's next? Okay. Well, uh, the only people that we haven't really like deep dived is is SK and and Raven. And I think like just to sum them up, I think the uh, we can talk about SK uh, SK's mom meeting Raven and how that yeah. went, and then the SK Raven uh life grad school finance decision or discussion yeah cool i think i think um uh sk's mom i think when i thought that she was really lovely and it was really cool uh how she oh i think i think it was cool how she approached meeting a brand new person who was like already engaged to her son but i i think that this this conversation the biggest takeaway for me was it was a good example of two people who just share a lot of the same values and, and goals yeah. for themselves and how that makes them actually more compatible than them being energetically at the same place. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I feel I always feel that these shows make meeting the parents more intense than it really is. Do mm. you notice that? They like edit in these awkward pauses and stuff. Oh, yeah. Um. But his mom asked uh, Raven why she picked SK out of all the men. And I really actually appreciated Raven's answer because it was it was so, like, practitionery in a way. I loved it. <laughs> she was just so, like, well, we have similar family values and, like, how we envision our futures are very similar. And I was like, girl, yes, big picture dream. You know, instead of, like, you know, you don't go to the gym like I go to the gym. Like, fuck that shit. In the scheme of yeah. things, that does not matter. Um and so uh, SK's mom said she felt really good about them. The only thing that worries her is Raven's family also being a little skeptical and not supportive, uh, kind of similar to what we hear from Cole's family. Um, yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, I, I do. That. I will say this. I will say that I'm liking the pro- the slow progress I'm seeing Raven and SK make. I am liking it. I thought their little chakra massage date was really cute. I really appreciated Raven noticing and acknowledging that SK was trying trying to meet her with bringing the energies, and she admitted that that allowed her to try more too. Meet him in the middle. Um, yeah, I really appreciated that about them. I also was kind of cracking up that she noticed how SK has velvet everywhere. I was dying laughing. <laughs> that, that was funny. I thought that was so <laughs> funny. Honestly, like Raven was cracking me up these episodes because yeah. she was just like, she will say exactly how she feels. What did you think about the, their like first night together where she was like, she was all moody in the morning because she'd gotten a terrible night's sleep. Cause like, like SK, SK say the streets were calling but really, it was like everyone, all of SK's like uh, abroad fa- friends and family calling at a very different time zone um, yeah. throughout the middle of the night. And she was just like, 
glaring at him at the like the, the top of her eyeballs being like that's not gonna work yeah that was so funny i did too i think i think it's one of those things where like i this is this is what i think is so sweet and innocent about sk is he hears in his mind he's like yeah my i have a lot of family in nigeria they're in a completely different time zone so of course they're gonna call me in the middle of the night and and him like being oblivious to the fact that that would impact someone else because he hasn't had a i don't i don't know how long it's been or if he has lived with someone else but yeah you know clearly he hasn't had a partner where that's been an issue but i also so understand raven i'm a light sleeper and like my phone has to be on dnd and like i cannot like know as minimal disruptions as possible throughout the night so it's one of those things where yeah she was like voicing this need um and in like a playful way it i don't know like i think i think sk handled it really well i think depending on the person some people might have taken offense to how she was like being teasing about it um but yeah she was like let me get my coffee she was being honest but it was very like um it was very like stern like to the point you know some people need a little bit more of a softer touch so like i said for her and sk it works like sk doesn't take it personally like that when she's like make like being self-deprecating like let me get my coffee in before i come at you like you know like some people (laughs) would be like oh fuck like okay jesus you know but for people like raven and sk they can laugh at it so they have a similar sense of humor in that way which is very valuable for their relationship um yeah but yeah like we'll see and he he actually made it a point to say well i'll make sure that you don't hear it then like i'll leave the room or whatever like i'll i'll he he very much was it was honoring that need that she's spoken up about it which i wish we could have that more in relationships instead of like let's talk about this problem more it's like okay well i'm gonna be more mindful of that it's like okay cool that's all it needs to be Yeah, Raven and SK have been a slow burn that has been a really lovely progression to watch because you can tell that after a couple of days in their getaway and then the days while they're navigating early days of cohabitation and meeting families and stuff, that they are like very aligned, much closer together, um, very physically connected, and it's really beautiful to see. I I did appreciate, though, that SK... uh, notice he's like you know i'm gonna need raven to also make some compromises with me as well because to your point what you just mentioned is like he's like okay i'll I'll like i'll either take the phone outside or i'll do something else he's trying to compromise for her based on her needs and if sk doesn't start to feel like raven's willing to do that with him a little bit she's gonna lose him yeah yeah it's true. And so I'm interested to see how, because we haven't really seen Raven be like, I don't know if tested is the right word, but she hasn't had to do that yet. Like SK hasn't spoken up about something that he needs from her yet. So mm. I'm curious to know if SK just hasn't had any needs to speak up or if he's like silencing himself to like make it work. You know what I mean? We'll find mm. out. But I'm, I'm interested to see how Raven handles that when it comes up, because it's not a matter of if it will. Um, yeah, so we'll see. Definitely. We'll see. Definitely. I think. Okay. That's it. So, well, the conversation oh. around quality of living. Oh yeah. 
I honestly, I thought that I totally understand what she was trying to say. Cause like SK's like, I'm still in grad school. So I'm at a point where like, I'm not going to be able to financially contribute in the way that I'll be able to eventually financially contribute. And she just was like, I'm okay with that. And I'm happy to support you as long as it doesn't impact my quality of life. Um, right. you know, and she starts to explain, like, I work really hard. Like I live the lifestyle I want to live because of how hard I work and how I've built myself up. So I'm happy to support you as long as it's not like I'm supporting both of us 100%, which was code yeah. for you still need to pay your half. And he agreed. He's like, yeah, of course, whatever bills that we agree to pay half on for sure. Um, so we'll see how that kind of, we'll see how they move forward with that. But I thought the conversation was done pretty damn well on both parts, you know, cause you could tell she yeah. felt uncomfortable, but she still said yeah. what she needed to say. And it wasn't like rude. I agree. I think that they just kept it simple and they tried to have it. I was glad that they talked about it. I was glad that it was filmed and made to all of the edits because I think that these conversations, especially about money, yeah. um, need to be, we need to be more familiar with these so that yes. they can become less and less taboo, especially mm -hmm. in our relationships. Because the thing yeah. is, is like, money out here is flowing in different ways across genders all yeah. the time now. So like we, we need to be more familiar with having some of these, what start out as uncomfortable conversations about finances, because if you are, if you can't make it work or you are not prepared to try to even talk about it, then you should split up because yeah. most, most relationships actually actually end because of finances. Most divorces happen because of yeah. finances. So it's like, do yourself a favor, stick it out, figure it out. How, like yeah. SK, SK and Raven make a good example of like, as soon as they got to this place of like, okay, we're in like la la land right now, but you know, what is, you know, we're talking about wedding. What happened? What does it look like after the wedding? What does it look like? I you know he's like, I start school in September, you know, and she, she's like, she wants to stay in her apartment. That's close to her job. Like, you in know, the they, this is, this is the, at the, this is the most appropriate time to have yeah. this conversation. Of course, yes. as I appreciated the SK was like, he, I was very upfront about school while yes. we were in the pods. And that was yes. a very good call to make. Um, yes. and I think, I think like it's now incredibly relevant and at the perfect time to just start having them like two individual people, like they are, they do individuals in a relationship so well. So I appreciate being able to see them handle that in a, in a really difficult conversation Agreed. without losing okay, their cool. heads about it. Now, red flag, green flag. What's your red flag? Okay. Oh my God. Oh, Cole Bartiz, Cole Bartiz, Cole Bartiz, Matt. <laughs> Can we just give it to the men? Everyone but SK, literally everyone sure. but SK gets a red flag. Yeah. You'll need to fucking get your act together. I am Do tired. your inner work. Do your I inner work, tired. bitches. <laughs> like, and, and, and it's not all these men. We got SK. SK is an absolute, he, mm -hmm. listen. SK the girls, is a man. do your inner work. Yeah, yeah, girls, do your inner work. But I am tired as like women, as a people, to like to to be met with men who've never cared to resolve their trauma. Um, For real, men who think that it's like silly, funny, goofy to just be as honest as possible with no regard for how that impacts, and other then people. throw it in your face as I'm being honest. Fuck that. And you know what? Put Cole and Bartice in that same motherfucking camp. 
Oh my god. Yeah, 100. Oh my god. I can't. So um I agree. I'm going to jump on the red flags to them all and I actually want to bring something up that Cole and Zainab did that we didn't talk about but I think is very red flag for couples in yes. general. And this yeah. is this concept of um we're good now cuz we talked through it. We got through that, so now we're good. And I this is mm. the most self-sabotaging thing you can do to yourself. There's this concept that happens like, oh, now that we've hashed this argument out, we're never we tell our we walk away from this this uh situation and we tell ourselves like we're never going to have to talk about that again cuz we just talked about it. We're never going to have to have this kind of argument again cuz we just now we're going to be good. From here on out it's sailing from here on out we're never gonna have an uncomfortable conversation we're never gonna fight again these are like the low-key subconscious limiting beliefs that we're like this much aware of because we all hope for that we're like now that we've talked through this we're good and now it's never gonna happen again and it's like we cannot believe that we cannot sit in this atmosphere of or else if it does happen again that means something's not right about this relationship it is the worst sabotage thing ever the fight is neutral. The conflict is neutral. How you handle it and how you move through it together is what matters. And conflict very much breeds the opportunity for more emotional and physical intimacy. But when we put this expectation on ourselves and the relationship that we better not have to go through this again and talk about this again, we set ourselves up for failure because now as it continues to happen again and again, you start to read into like, is this like, is this not the person for me? Is this not the right relationship yeah. for me? But really all that is, is, is relationships have challenges that you're going to need to get navigate. And in most cases, you're probably going to have to navigate the same challenge over and over and over again, not because the other person's not trying ideally for slight surface things. Sure. Like, but oh my God, honey, if I have to tell you to put your fucking boxers in the hamper one more time. Yeah. We can't. We can't live like that. Yeah. We can't. We have yeah. to find a way of being together that is sustainable without us trying to control and change the other person into who we think they should be. Yeah. That's just not that resentment. Vibe. That resentment that builds that stress, it will kill you, honey. It will. It will literally and so kill you. We need to change this mindset from relationships are happily ever after to relationships are growth to a, another growth to another growth to another growth. Like we're always growing and evolving together. You know, not you're less than than me because I do that's this. That's so way. true, and it and I'm glad that you said that because like I've had a client tell me who is in a beautiful relationship or like they 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 really just try to work it out. Um, but when we talk about this together, my client and I, it, they, they had said once they were like, but is it supposed to be like, like, I don't always want to do this work. Is it always supposed to be like this? And I'm like, yeah, like you get to assess and, and evaluate if this is like the partnership for you, um, based on how it makes you feel. I will never be able to tell you if that is right or wrong. No, but yeah, it is about <laughs> like, it is about having really weird, uncomfortable, difficult conversations to get to a new place of hopefully the kind of relationship that you both really want. And yeah. you can't really get there just by like riding on the train and being like, two, two, here we go. You have to yeah. like, you have to fix the engine. You have to like fix the motors. You have to like change the oil and you have to like 
yeah, there's so, there's so much maintenance and it, and you will be surprised at the new things that you realize that you need to bring your attention to and to maintain. Oops, there goes your tire pressure light, you know, like didn't know about that. And you, like, yeah, you do have to put in that work. And if you have someone that you feel like is riding on that train with you and is like doing it with you, uh, it'll be fine. Yeah. But, man, that's hard to find, isn't it? <laughs> it can be. Yeah. And there's a, there, you know, and like you were saying, we all have our certain thresholds. So it's like some people may not, may choose to not want to have certain conversations around, like, I'm going to go back to the sex thing. There are some people out there who are like, you either have it or you don't with me. Like either we sexually mm. connect or we don't. And they don't really want to put in the, the conversation around, like, let's work together and talk about, and like, okay, to each their own. If you're not, if you're the type of person that wants someone who's into all the kinks is really sexually open so that you don't have to like respect someone's sexual boundaries fine that might be a compatibility honestly i would say that's a difference of values right but mm. when it comes to like maybe the the hamper thing the cleanliness the organization thing you need to my moral of the story here is you need to decide what topics and areas in your life which you're willing to grow and learn and and, and navigate with someone and which ones where you're like either they're going to be, you know, at this level or more than me, or it's not a match because our values are different. Right. So yeah. it's like you got it, but that comes with self-awareness. And if you don't know that mm -hmm. about yourself, it's just going to come out as you nagging and belittling your partner, because that's your way of trying to encourage them to become like you, but it's yeah. not the vibe. It's not how, yeah. what we want to enter relationships to do. Green flags. Do we have any? <laughs> raven green flag to raven green flag to raven for shooting down cole uh i no, mean bartice, bartice bartice for shooting mm -hmm. down bartice and like putting making that absolutely clear great job that's a green flag do we have a green flag one? to sk for just yes. being an absolute king he's a king yeah goodbye amen Yes. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you liked this episode, leave us a rating and review. Uh, if you haven't yet, followed us on followed us follow us on the gram at Dish the Script Pod, um, as well as TikTok at Dish the Script Pod. If you're not watching our YouTube channel that yet, you're not getting to see me do this right now. So you should go sparkle, watch Sparkle Sparkle Sparkle. You should go watch our YouTube channel. Um, and if you want us to answer any questions, head to our website, dishdescriptpod.com. Um, and if you want a free 30-minute session, apply at dishdescriptpod.com slash podcast. That's it. We'll see you on the next one. Sayonara. Sayonara. Sayonara.